of everybody welcome to the apostle host anthony of course ben how are we doing ben uh doing good um we got a little bit of explaining to do i guess or maybe not i don't know we're um we didn't end up getting a chance to preview the finals uh, so we come to you here to talk about the NBA Finals. It's 3-1. Uh, Raptors are up. And uh, it's Monday, so game five's tonight. And two of the next three are in Toronto. So Golden State really has an uphill battle um, to go from here. But I want to ask you, how surprised are you that it is 3-1 Toronto? Uh, I'm quite surprised. I I don't think... <sighs> I would have been shocked at the beginning if you told me Toronto had a chance to win the series. I think it would have been like, okay, that makes sense. But for them to be up three-one, that's pretty surprising to me. And to win both in Golden State too. <laughs> yeah. If you told me, if you told me the Raptors would win two straight in Golden State, I would have been absolutely shocked. Now, yeah. if you if you if you gave that with the caveat that all the injuries and such were going to play that big of a factor. Maybe I would have believed you. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I still, I still predicted even without Katie before the series. I just still thought it was going to be Golden State in like five or six, honestly. Um, and that was my fault. I, I don't think, you know, I started to really come around on the Raptors last round, uh, even the round before, really. When you just see how many three and D players they put out there. But still, I was I was not expecting Golden State to be down one three. Heck, I don't even know if I could see this being two two. I I I don't know. I just we don't see this Golden State be put in this situation many times at all no, in this era. Talking about the KD injury, I'm talking about like if you just told me like Clay was around and all sorts of other stuff like that. Yeah, uh, a lot of role players are kind of banged up. I mean, it's the finals. Everyone's banged up, though, you know? Toronto's maybe less banged up, but they're also probably dealing it with it better. Apparently, Kawhi's pretty banged up right now. Yeah, well, we're supposed to believe that. That's true. He kind of is the boy that cried wolf when it comes to being banged up. <sighs> okay. But, uh, anyway... <sighs> It is still impressive what the Raptors have done to put themselves in this position. Obviously, um, I think we are um, well aware, and the Warriors are very well aware, that a series isn't over at 3-1. No. So, I don't, we're not coming on this podcast cor- coronating the Raptors, <laughs> and we're not here to put the last uh, nail in the coffin of the Warriors at, at, at Really safe to say, right? Definitely. I mean, Abaka was there the last time the Warriors came back from 3-1. You know, he even said it as well. Like, well, I mean, so was, you know, KD was there too. Yeah, but I don't know if KD's here now, you know. Apparently, KD practiced or is going to practice before game five. But room, rumors, he, I don't even know how much of a rumor versus reporting, but Apparently he hasn't looked good, really. Um, just doing his own his own workouts and stuff. It seems still seems like he's pretty banged up, um, and the fact that they've been like ruling him out so early before like game four kind of tells you like how far away he is. So I think even if we see him tonight, 
it's but the, I mean that's the thing. Even bad KD is going to help this Warriors team. Yeah, I think if you just get 25 minutes of competent um, defense and just him doing a KD impression on offense is just enough to uh, draw attention and be effective. Definitely, yeah. I mean, Andrew Bogut's out there, you know? So just to replace, you know, Andrew Bogut's 11 minutes with 11 minutes of KD, that's great. Hey, by the way, I shouldn't hate on Bogut that much. I actually thought Bogut was pretty good in Game 4, all things considered. He definitely hasn't been an absolute, I don't know, sieve and zero <laughs> on like both he, ends of the floor. He was, he was playing in Australia like two months ago. For a reason. I mean, MVP, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, definitely, we're definitely not, we're definitely not saying the Warriors are out. Even without KD coming back, I still would not roll this Warriors team out. Um, I just think if they're going to do it, especially without KD, you got, you got to get one or one of Clay or Curry needs to really, really, really have a great shooting night. I mean, one of them has to have a great one. The other one has to have a pretty good one at this point. Yeah. We've seen the great Curry shooting night, and they still didn't win the game. No. There was also a great Kawhi game to counter that. Um, Fair, but... I mean, you can't bank on Kawhi having a bad game. No, you can't. I mean, the point's been made that the last time the NBA had what looked like it was becoming an unstoppable dynasty. Kawhi was the one to put an end to it. True. So there could be some nice symmetry there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, to me, the Warriors have played so bad. Like they got to clean so much up. Turnovers, especially, right? I don't know how much we can talk about Warriors' stupid turnover because we we say That's this thing. so yeah. often. It's just. That's always their biggest weakness. So it makes them the Warriors is they play this fast pace, somewhat high risk basketball. And that's just what happens is they, they turn the ball over. Yeah. Uh when they're clicking on all cylinders, they turn it over sometimes and they're still they're able to recover. And when they lose games, they turn it over a lot and they're they just don't make enough shots to compensate for it. Yeah. I think the amount of good defensive players on the Raptors is what makes the turnovers even worse, you know? Passes yeah. that some teams don't even get to. The Warriors, the, the Raptors aren't even just reflect uh, deflecting, you know? It, it's going right into Kawhi's palms, you know? When you play guys like Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol, I'm looking at that starting lineup. All, all five of those guys are plus defenders. Maybe Mark Gasol you can debate just because of the modern NBA, because the Warriors and the amount of centers the Warriors plays, he absolutely is. Mm-hmm. So I think I think to be fair to them, they're not getting away with as much as they could before. You know, this isn't the Cavs team that they've been playing in the finals the past couple of years with zero good defensive players. It's the exact opposite. Really, everybody the Warriors plays is a good defender. Even Fred Van Vliet, who I don't think is a good defender, but he's really doing a good job on Curry this series and McKinney too. When that's when that's the matchup. Um. <laughs> Or whoever, you know, 
So it's just hard. I don't know. They've just looked so like like game four, like they looked pretty decent in the first half and then they just fell apart. Yeah. I mean just we we always say Anthony, right? It's in the playoffs it's about your seven or eight man rotation, right? Most games you play an eight man rotation. In like must wins and important games, you usually go to seven, right? Or eight yeah. doesn't really matter, but depends on your team. Definitely. Seven or seven or eight we agree is the magic number, right? Yes. I mean, look at the difference in these seven or eight man rotations. The Raptors have a legit eight-man rotation. They're five starters and then a Baca, Van Vliet, and even uh, Norman Powell. But it's really, it's, it's more even seven because Norman Powell doesn't even play that much. So as I said, it's the seven slash eight. And that's usually how it is. Even when you do go eight, you probably, the eighth guy is probably just spotting minutes here or there. Compare that to the Warriors. Their, their rotation's like a disaster right now. Every game, it's different, you know. The amount of centers they play is different. It's not even like, it's just it's just going crazy over there. And that's because Curry doesn't have a choice. Like, this team was thin as it was. And, you know, it just ended up being too much. Like it's weird that that you know these these great teams usually get so many like buyout guys and veterans, but they really didn't get it any this year that came to take a discount. Um, which is unlike the past couple years where they're getting like Swaggy P, JaVale McGee. Uh, you know, you know it's bad when we're like, man, they really miss Swaggy P and JaVale McGee. They do though. Maybe not Swaggy P, but I think they miss JaVale McGee. I mean, they just need a. They just don't have a center besides like Kevon Looney. Yeah. What I think has been okay. But uh, I don't know. They just don't have. Like when KD and Clay are out, there's really no one on the floor that I'm just confident can hit an open three besides Curry, which is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, I I was listening to. I don't remember what I was listening to the other day, but it was it was. Players bitching about three-pointers. Former players bitching about three-pointers, right? So it could have been any program, right? And that was the point they were making, though. Is you got Warriors guys standing out in the three-point line. But if you're the Raptors, you're saying, go ahead. Take it. The math says three is worth more than two only when you're making it. When you're missing it, they're worth the exact same. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, uh, you know, a couple guys in the Warriors have shot it uh, from a decent percentage one night here or there. You know, you might have a game where he shoots all right from three. Same with Draymond. You know, same with Jarepko or McKinney or whoever. But, like, generally speaking, I like the math there of leaving Draymond wide open, you know? I like the math there of, of leaving Boogie Cousins wide open. Or, I mean, even or, Draymond knows this. Like, he doesn't. He passes up plenty of open threes to pass the ball. He's he's not like, oh, I'm making this every time. You dare me to shoot this? Yeah. No, definitely. So when you're allowed to play off these guys and you have the length that the Raptors have, 
which again bothers Draymond Green's passing amongst other guys. It's 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 easy to see why you know this is working for the Raptors. Like it's not hard. I don't think you know. Even though I think we both said we were disappointed in the Warriors, this isn't a fluke. What's happening right now? No, I... or from it. Like there's. N- It's not a fluke, but at the same time, it's like it's definitely luck in the injury sense. I'd say. Yeah, but the Warriors have gotten pretty good injury luck the past couple of years too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying, but it's like just because previous years dictate something doesn't mean in future years this is going to happen. You know? No, absolutely not. But I don't think a Warriors fan can cry injury. That's what I'm saying. No, but a basketball fan can cry injury and robbing us of a good series if this ends in five. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, it's completely different if KD's healthy. There's no denying that. I think this is completely different if, like, Clay's completely healthy, too. I would have been perfectly yeah. fine if this Clay and or Boogie were help- healthy and, like, KD just wasn't. Just give me yeah. some combination of that, you know? Yeah. Instead of, you know, Curry and... Elite guys. Honestly, that's what it is, you know. Um, and I'm sure Curry's banged up too, just like Kawhi is. None of these guys are 100. percent It's just no, the Warriors have a lot of guys less than 75. percent no, yeah, no one's perfect. But yeah. it, it's bad when we're like, "Hey, man, maybe Quinn Cook can hit some threes and, and help them out." It's like, "Oh God." Yeah, no kidding. Um, I do think though this does this does demonstrate how hard it is to actually build the dynasty in the NBA because how thin this Warriors team is. Oh, I thought you were going to say because this Raptors team may win this championship and then fall apart. Oh, that too. But I mean, this is the thing with the Warriors team. We could cry injuries, right? And we are because, as you said, it's kind of robbing us for the series right now. But... This Warriors team still has enough top-end talent to win this series. They just don't have enough of the role players. Yes. Because it's tough because what ends up happening is it's harder to keep role players because other teams pay big money. Look at Trevor Ariza for the Rockets, for example. They really missed him this year. And so the Warriors, instead of losing Trevor Ariza like the Rockets did, they had to go, oh, Iggy and Sean Livingston, we need to keep you. But in order to do that, we need to give you a shit ton of money. And so now that hurts that hurts their 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 ability to go pay other guys. So I don't know. I I think I think some some of the front office for the Warriors are culpable here. Even though it's hard to really see all these injuries coming. They, this team still needed more depth. And we always say this, like, to pick on these teams. is like, this team needed more depth. This team needed to... And we say this for every sport, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you need to do this. But at the same time, how were you supposed to do it? Like, it's not exactly possible to do this every time. Like, you needed to add veteran free agents, whatever. Like, how many veteran free agents wanted to come to your team for whatever money you were, you were going to be able to offer them? Very true. That's why I think the Raptors are here right now, is because player development... Right now, they're the number one player development team in my mind. 
passing the passing what what I I would wouldn't be had the Jazz above that before that. But like basically everybody on this Raptors team, besides like Kyle Lowry, either was developed internally or traded for for assets that were d- developed internally. Like, how'd they get Ibaka? Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is an internal development project. You know, role players like Fred Van Vliet, Nick Powell, Pascal Siakam developed in large part because of their D-League team. Danny Green, Mark Gasol, Kawhi Leonard, how'd they get them? They traded for them. Now, I guess the Spurs, they traded DeMar DeRozan and, you know, Jakob Proto. And I, I don't think those are really, you know, the sign of, of of a good development. I think DeMar, you could say, did a lot of that on his own. And Proto actually was disappointed in his development. But, you know, I, I just think you're allowed to do those things. You're allowed to trade Proto and DeMar DeRozan when you are developing guys on your own and you have faith in your organization to get the best out of guys. Um because if the Warriors had the Toronto D-League model and development model, and instead of coming off the bench as Kavan Looney and people like that, instead you're developing guys like Fred Van Vliet, Norman Powell, Pascal Siakam, you know, I, I think it's a different story. Completely. I don't, I don't think the Warriors really have like a horrible player development. No, I don't think so either. They've been able to plug and play some younger dudes from recent drafts, like... I mean, we, 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 we made fun of the whole Quinn Cook thing, but, like, he's been able to, like, show up in the playoffs a few times, which is, you know, that's saying something. No, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I'm, let me, let me phrase this. I don't think the Warriors have bad player development, but I think we need to give the Raptors a whole lot of credit for their player development because that's why they're in this spot. That's fine. I just don't want this to be a dump on the Warriors front office. No, I think the Warriors front office needed to do a better job with the depth of this team. That I will say. Because Which is maybe, easy to say now, but I don't think we any of us had a huge problem with this in like November. I don't know. I would have liked to see them have one more wing. I that definitely felt like more of a nitpick then than it, it does now. Like that seems like a legit concern now. Whereas then it was like nitpick. This team's still gonna win a title. No, definitely. I mean they were always supposed to win a title. I mean, overwhelming favorites the entire season. Um, but I think that was a legit concern considering, you know, really for, for Wings, they have KD, they have Iggy, and they have Sean Livingston. But Sean Livingston's also your backup point guard. Um, they were always thin at wing. And so, yeah, you couldn't see KD getting injured, but... I mean, did you really think Iggy was going to make it the entire playoffs healthy, you know? Yeah. It was so. more of a hope, I guess. Than a yeah. Journey. No. And I mean, one guy that they could be missing too is Pat, Pat McCaw. I think Pat well, McCaw would help this team. That would, uh, that would be helpful. Now, that was a weird situation, I remember. I don't want to blame the Warriors for that one. Yeah. I don't want to blame them either. Although, I think if they just gave him what he wanted, he would have stayed. What did he want, though? He wanted a lot. I mean, that's the that's what I was saying earlier. It's, I think it's it hard was, like, ridiculous. Team. It might have been ridiculous. But Pat McCaw, he could, he could pull off the three-peat right here. Technically, yes. 
which I don't remember the last player that's won three championships in a row. You know. Just a player? I don't know. Player, yeah. Because every team's only won it twice in a row. Unless the, the Warriors do it here. I mean, we're going to see a three-peat by a player no matter what this series. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess in summary, we're giving the Raptors credit. They've played really well. They have a great team. We're disappointed in the Warriors. We understand there's injuries, but we're still not counting them out. Is that fair to say? Yes. Just to wrap it all up and, and just summarize it because, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to know where we stand. Um, Kawhi 16 for 16 from the three free throw line in game two is awfully impressive, by the way. Impressive, but somehow not surprising. No, no. I mean, we do absolutely. Like, Kawhi is balling out. Like, even if even the Raptors lose this series or win it, whatever. Like, Kawhi, to me, took another step. This playoffs and especially this finals. Even though he's won finals MVP before, he's been a top three MVP candidate before, he's done this, that, and the other. To me, Kawhi has solidified him with this as, like, legit super-duper star generational talent for me. Yeah, he is. He's... He's really like, good. Like, like, remember what people were saying? Giannis was the best player in the East? Yeah. Now he might be next year when Kawhi goes to the Clippers. The owner of the Clippers. Apparently, though, he just bought a house in Toronto. Allegedly, but I don't know. That we could save that for off-season talk, I guess. Hey, maybe he likes the city, just not enough to fucking play there. Well, I did see the point that buying in Toronto is actually a pretty good investment. Is it? Like it, it's a growing city. It's not. It's the problem with it is it's a great investment if you're a Canadian. It's just so so if you're not because of the taxes you'd pay. Yeah, sure. Um, like as a as a non citizen or whatever. Um. But, like, it is a growing city. It is a city that, like, rich people are moving to. Um, uh, I'm just not up on my uh, real estate markets. Maybe he's he's keeping it warm for Pascal Siakam. And when Pascal Siakam gets his massive deal in a few years, uh, he'll sell it to him. Uh, you never know. But, um, yeah, do you have, do you have anything else to add? This? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Kawhi. Go Warriors. Yeah, I I do think we and we both were rooting for the Warriors in this series, um, which pains me considering I love Kyle Lowry. I'd love to see Mark Gasol get a title. I mean, we both agree on that part. I think. Um, I like Pascal Siakam, but it's hard. It's hard to root for Kawhi considering what he did last year. You mean nothing. I mean. 
it's just it's just like just the same thing with Anthony Davis, right? Like if you have more than a year left in your deal, I think you're allowed to request a trade if you're unhappy with management or something. But to like be a dick about it. Like I don't I don't have any problem with you if you're under contract saying, you know what, this isn't what I signed up for, the terms of the, of this contract, it's different now. But like nothing changed in San Antonio. Like the only thing that changed was your people wanted to get you to LA. The thing that changed was like you were like, I don't really like San Antonio anymore. Yeah, saying plus saying that he wanted to do it because of his brand and stuff like that. Like, has your brand really grown on the Raptors this year, which is one of the biggest and like most international city on the continent? You know, obviously not as international as say New York or Los Angeles, but in terms of like globally recognized. I'm sure there's plenty of kids in Toronto and Canada right now that are wearing Kawhi Leonard jerseys. I'm sure there's no kid in Toronto or Canada right now wearing a Kawhi Leonard branded t-shirt or whatever the Blue Balance sneakers because of him. No. No. I mean, um, not that this is that relevant, but the Raptors now have the second, second biggest subreddit out of all the NBA teams. So I do think it shows the amount that they're growing as a fan base and stuff like that in Toronto, but I don't think that's because of Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi's brand has really done anything besides getting more exposure in the finals, you know? And he could have made it to the finals, or at least conference finals, if he stayed in San Antonio. He's that caliber of player. Yeah. You know, it's not like he needs to leave to compete. Um, so oh. it, yeah, he's, he's really hard to root for. But Whereas he was very easy to root for in San Antonio. He was the best, yeah. I mean, he was awesome. Just think about it. Like We used to just think of him as a, a humble guy who worked hard, who was played two ways, you know, bought into the Spurs system, which we were glad to see just because the Spurs were such a joy to watch for years. And I don't know. It's just it's just really tough for me to which it was it's really tough because I love Kyle Lowry so much. You guys know that. And then Marcus All, I mean, what a what a great, great player too. I'd love to see him win one, but Everyone loves the Pascal Siakam story. Like, there's plenty of guys out there that it's just really fun. Yeah. To watch. And then the scumbag's going to be there. Like, meanwhile, right? Just think about it, right? There are people that are rooting against the Warriors because of what KD did, right? What KD did is nowhere near what Kawhi Leonard did. No, I, I completely agree. KD was a free agent and chose a team. Yeah, you didn't like the team he chose? But he didn't really betray a team. You know, he had no, you know, he could do whatever he wanted. He didn't fake an injury. Heck, Katie gave his end, his all till the very end of the Thunder, right? We see some of these guys check out before they're a free agent. Katie went balls to the wall till the very end. Gave all he could, played his contract out, did everything he asked for. You, you asked for. That's probably why people were so mad, especially like Oklahoma City fans, because they were like, they really felt like Katie was a part of their city and like, his whole career's gonna be here, and yada yada yada. Well, guess what? It, it it wasn't. You have the right to be like mad or whatever. But at this point, it's like get over it. If you're not an okay Oklahoma City fan, too, you. Sh- I mean, granted, you can be salty that you went to Golden State, but it's like, yeah, I get it. So this Kawhi thing is like, I don't get it. It makes 
like no like legitimate sentence and it's just absolutely scummy to basically take away two seasons of champ- contending for a championship from a franchise is basically what he did yeah oh. I don't know yeah we're we're ranting now just bitching about a guy so yeah do you have anything else you want to talk about before we sign off uh yeah just thoughts and prayers with david ortiz this morning yeah i we haven't heard any bad news so that's good like more bad news on top of it but it's still i don't know if all the details are really out yet so definitely wishing him the best and um yeah go bruins you know um wednesday night I'm sure, you know, if you listen to this podcast and you know me, I, I love the United States national soccer team. It's been an absolute horrible week for a fan of that team. But I'll talk about that in a couple of weeks once they play real games. Okay. Um, so, yeah, keep your eye on that because uh, it could be, could be a pretty fiery rant from Ben. If you're a fan of those, maybe. Uh, I love those soccer rants. If it's, I mean, I don't want to get into it too much now, but it's been bad the past week. If it stays this bad, I might just rip apart the whole, the whole everything. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess thank you guys for listening. Um, and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you. You know, whenever we, we need to talk to you again, maybe we wrap this up. Maybe this goes to seven. We got a preview of game seven, whatever. You'll hear us again. Yeah, we were not going away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, spread the word on this podcast. You know, we don't ask for that too often, but it would be nice. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. And uh, talk to you later.